Jen, it's Fantasy Festivus and time your time to air your fantasy grievances. Who let you down this week? Well, I think I don't know if it was last week or a couple weeks ago. I talked about running backs and how they made me angry. every week, Jen. Every week. Well, no, but my <laughs> but my actual fantasy festivus was about running backs and how it was disgusting, and I was annoyed by it. This week, I'm going back to the positional well here, and I'm going quarterback. So let's discuss for a second the quarterbacks this week, week seven. Um, Okay, so you got Joe Burrow, number one, fine. But then we're looking at Daniel Jones, Andy Dalton, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, and Davis Mills, all within the top 10 of quarterbacks. Like, what are we doing? It's super gross. Guys that, you know, normally are up there, Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, Tom Brady, all on the bottom, basically QB2s. Super frustrating uh, in the fantasy realm, so I'm annoyed by that. I, I'm with you, Jen. Like, really, it's Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Everyone else is a crapshoot every week. It's, uh, yeah, quarterback, gross. I'm with you completely, although good for streaming. So let's get to the show. Welcome, everyone, to the most accurate podcast. I am one of your hosts, Brandon Niles. With me is my excellent co-host, Jen Akins. And sitting in for Chris Allen this week is War for Form's own Nick Bodiford. You can find Nick on Twitter at Nick Bodiford NFL and find his weekly defensive streaming article at 4for4.com. You can also find his work at the 33rdteam.com and various other outlets. Nick, I was trying to find the right thing to say, but you're everywhere, man. How's it going, buddy? It's it's good. It's uh, it's very busy. I'm uh, also working with uh, Pro Football Focus, and then I've got my own little site that I co-run called uh, Nerdball Fantasy Football. Uh, Everywhere, so, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Happy to be here, though. No, thanks for joining us. Super psyched to have you on. Uh, Jen, how are you this fine evening? I'm well. I'm, uh, I'm well. I had a really good uh, week. It's funny. Everyone... You know, every week it's like there's complaints here and there about teams, but I mean, I I had a really good fantasy week, so I have no complaints. Um, maybe other people's misfortune was my my fortune, but uh, yeah, I'm good. I know you're a little under the weather, Brandon, but I uh, am otherwise... I am I am sick. I it's not COVID, but I'm definitely sick. Uh, it's possible a wardrobe change may occur during the the episode. <laughs> uh, a hoodie may not have been the best decision at the moment. <laughs> um, it's possible I go into a coughing fit, but uh, we're gonna do this thing here. We're gonna do it. Uh, do it well. This will be a fun experience. As a reminder to the listeners, this is our weekly streaming episode. We'll emphasize hot pickups for the primary streaming positions. That's quarterback tight end kicker and team defense uh let's check out how we did last week uh chris's sleeper streamer of the week marcus mariota kind of let us down a little bit 19th he was the qb 19 but uh number two streaming option was jimmy garoppolo who was ninth jimmy garoppolo ninth we'll get to jimmy garoppolo later probably talking about him uh and and the uh, the addition of christian mccaffrey what we think of that but we'll see he's not really streaming lately because his his roster ship is up too high right now so uh matt ryan was 20th bailey zappy was 26th although bailey zappy only played half the game so i'm gonna call that incomplete uh tight ends jen evan ingram tight end nine uh greg dulcich tight end 12 juan johnson your bonus tight end two on the week jen yeah tight all my tight two. ends are, are were starters last week not yeah. bad Daniel Bellinger got hurt, uh, so that that's kind of an incomplete as well. But you basically just crushed tight yeah, end last week, Jen. I kind of did. Uh, kickers, uh, Bertolette, kicker 22. Uh, Jason Sanders and Rodrigo Blankenship ticker, uh, tied for kicker 8. So pretty good, pretty good there as well. Got to enjoy that. Love seeing Miami back in the win column. That's always fun to see. Uh, and defense, I did pretty good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pat myself on the back. Jets tied for 12th. 
Uh, Giants tied for 14th just outside defense, one area. And uh, the Chicago Bears tied for 7th. Uh, this week's buys, the Chiefs and the Chargers. Big, big uh, offensive threats there. So I'm guessing a lot of people are going to be looking for streaming options. Let's start at quarterback. I'm going to fill in for Chris this week, although I must be honest, I kind of cheated and just read Chris's quarterback streamer article, which uh, everyone should check out at 444.com. It comes out every week. Uh, so I have our top quarterback streamer of the week. That's our sleeper streamer of the week. Uh, again, I'm doing the quarterbacks this week. Uh, streamer number one, Daniel Jones, 41% rostered, which is uh, just on the hair. So we're cheating a little bit on roster ship. But Daniel Jones, he is quietly the QB nine. He's the QB nine right now after the game on Sunday. I mean, it's a little bit it's a little bit inflated because he just blew up on Sunday at 107 yards and a touchdown on the ground which is incredible. He's averaging 49 rushing yards a game. He only has one game under 21 rushing yards. He's only thrown two picks, has yet to fumble. Uh, these are the good things about Daniel Jones. And then this is straight up from Chris. So I'm I'm just regurgitating right now. Uh, Jones is second in play action rate with the sixth most designed rushing attempts amongst all quarterbacks, uh, which is good. And they're 48.7% third down com conversion rate over the last three ranks, rank, weeks ranks fourth in the league. Uh, and then most importantly, Chris says they face the Seahawks, who are uh, allowing 18.9 adjusted fantasy points allowed per game to the quarterback position and rank 26. Uh, Nick, I want to start with you. Uh, are we believing in Danny Dimes? How are we feeling about Danny Dimes and the Giants? Well, I believe in Brian Dable, and uh, he's kind of working the controls through Daniel Jones. Uh, I think, I'm not sure if you listed it in there, but his scramble rate is awfully high too. So even when he's not getting the designed runs, he's also just taking off. And he kind of looks like Bambi when he's out there. But uh, yeah, I, he's he's just, he's getting it done. And, you know, the, the gulf between the elites and the mediocre is pretty big. So if you can get someone who's kind of manufacturing the points, I'd roll with it. I love it. I love it. Let's uh, let's keep dialing up these giants. I have fun with that. Uh, listeners, don't forget, Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform with excellent custom settings for fantasy commissioners. I'm talking Dynasty, Redraft, IDP, you name it. Easily accessible, wildly mobile friendly. So go download the app and join or start a league today. Uh, I got a couple more quarterbacks. Uh, this one's straight up from Chris because... Uh, as a Dolphins fan, I just can't say nice things about Ryan Tannehill. It just doesn't work. So, uh, But Ryan Tannehill versus uh, Houston at the Texans right now, 18% roster ship right now. Uh, the Texans are ninth in AFPA to quarterbacks, but Derek Carr just went for an efficient 241 and a touchdown on 77.8% completion against them. Uh, part of it, I think, is that Tannehill scores fantasy points on play action, right? And Jen, I, I wanted to get your take real quick on Derrick Henry and his emergence and see what you think about him and the Tennessee offense before I continue this point. I think he's really the only person that you can have in the Tennessee offense. I mean, let's be real. Um, I think that we know they've always been run heavy. They're going to continue to be run heavy. Uh, I had actually had Robert Woods uh, was one of my drops today in the dead weight report. So even though he is technically the wide receiver one there, it doesn't matter. Like I think it's all Derrick Henry. So I'm excited by it because I know like this summer in best ball, um, everyone was avoiding him because he's a no in any kind of PPR and he's still crushing it. And we knew he would, I mean, he's the King, right? So, yeah, I mean, I'm not interested in Tannehill uh, at all. Um, you know, I get it if you're desperate, but I feel like this week, I don't know. There's only two teams on a buy, and I feel like you have to. There have to be better options than Tannehill. I understand with our parameters for streaming, it has to be 40, you know, under roster. So I get why he's in the mix. Um, but 
personally, if it were me, I would I would hope that I could find someone better. And Chris's point, I agree with you, Jen. Chris's point, uh, aside from this being the the best picture possible of any player, uh, the the Ryan Tannehill yeah, with I mean, uh, Sal right. has has re, re uh, replaced here. But um, Chris's point is that while Tannehill struggled in a win last week, uh, he has that efficiency upside if the ground game can get going. Uh, Tannehill scores fantasy points on the play action. He does it by throwing deep, and uh, and he Chris thinks he can do that against the Texans defense that just got just crushed on the on the ground and so he's thinking they'll be able to set up Derrick Henry on the ground and set up the play action and then Tannehill will be able to do that I will say Tannehill he's nursing an ankle so keep an eye on oh, that's that right, yeah if he misses that game I might be kind of interested in a little Malik Willis a little uh yeah I think we're all interested in just like enough with Tannehill let's move on see what we have yeah I'm not I'm not excited about the idea of Malik Willis coming in and throwing for 300 yards, but I am excited about maybe those year one Jalen Hurts numbers we might see from Malik Willis against uh, against the Texans if he ends up starting. So hopefully that happens. That's kind of what I'm hoping. Uh, final quarterback streaming option, P.J. Walker at the Falcons. Chris also liked the Saints quarterback again, uh, and I, I wasn't going to go into that. I like P.J. Walker just a hair better. Uh, Atlanta's 27th in adjusted fantasy points allowed to uh, the opposing quarterbacks. And Joe Burrow just threw for 344 passing yards at halftime uh, on Sunday against them. Uh, Walker had a quiet but efficient game last week, 177, a pair of touchdowns against the Bucks, completed 72.7% of his passes. Not really a threat to run with the ball, but the coaching staff said it's hard to go away from him after such a big win against the Bucks, And the division title's not out of the reach for Carolina right now. I think if Tampa loses and Carolina beats Atlanta, they'll have the lead. So uh, I don't love P.J. Walker. Go get Daniel Jones. But if you're desperate, you could do worse than a little P.J. Walker. He also might keep that job for a little while. And it's kind of kind of fun to see that happen. So, uh, Nick, what do you think of this Carolina offense without Christian McCaffrey coming in and just blowing the snot out of the Bucks? Well, okay, so that was a surprise. Uh, I do, I did consider PJ Walker as a quarterback start this week. I, I got scared off of it, but Atlanta, they're down all three starting cornerbacks, or likely to be this week. So it's a, it's a, you know, path to success there. But I, I was shocked. I Steve Wilkes, I think he's a smart guy. Uh, I don't like his brand of football, but it worked. It did. Deontay Foreman, Chuba Hubbard, the answer was both. Who knew? Who knew the answer was both last week? It was a lot of fun to go into there. Uh, enjoyed that game as a part-time Carolina Panthers fan. Uh, but let's go to, uh, move on for the quarterbacks. Jen, uh, let's get into your tight end streamers for this week. Um, all right, let's, uh, this week is kind of, eh, I'm not, I'm not as excited as I was last week, but there are, there are options for people out there that, that need them. And uh, let's be let's be real. We all need them because unless you have Kelsey, who's off, uh, and I would even say Andrews, but he put up less than one point last week and he didn't practice today. My so, Festivus, my uh, yeah. You know what? I was gonna do him, Brandon, but I already I already did him like week two or three. True. Remember? So I I, I actually yes, but he uh he almost got me cut in a guillotine league. Um, thankfully I did survive. Uh, with the help of Mr. Austin Eckler, but that's that's for another day. Um, all right, so tight end. Uh, first guy is Kate Otten. Listen, Cameron Braid, I believe, is should still be out. I don't know. He's got a neck issue. If he's back, then eh, you know they'll probably split time. But you know, with he's had twelve targets right in the two games that uh, Cameron Braid has been out. Uh, last week he was just he was third behind Evans and Godwin uh, in targets in that offense and. 
listen, the Ravens, they play the Ravens and uh, they're 27th in tight end adjusted fantasy points allowed. They're allowing 12.7 half PPR points a game to the tight end. So he's only 14% rostered uh, on Yahoo. So Kate Otten um, is, you know, a good bet. Hopefully the Bucks bounce back this week and actually have some offense. So he's been fun. Like he's, he yeah. used to just be a blocker coming out of college, but he's right. Been fun. And it's been kind of fun to see, you know, these rookie tight ends actually have success in their first year because we're not used to that. So that's kind of fun. Um, second guy is another rookie that is finding success. Uh, actually, all three of them are rookies. I just noticed. But all right. Anyway, uh, second guy is uh, Greg Dulcich. The, uh, they're, they're playing in London this weekend against the Jags. He is 13% rostered right now. I mean, <laughs> the Bron- he, basically, he's the only spark, right, in the Broncos' sputtering offense. He's tight in eight since he's come back off IR um, in, in half PPR points a game. Uh, and, you know, I mean, it's not a fantastic matchup. The Jags are actually kind of tough first tight end, but times are tough. He's there and uh, he's having, you know, he's having a decent comeback. So I think that uh, Greg Dulcich there is, is, is my second option. London is kind of a wild card, right, for everybody. But sometimes people play better there. So maybe the Broncos will actually show up. Who knows? Uh, third guy on the list is uh, Juwan Johnson for the Saints. Now, Adam Troutman, I don't know if he's going to be out or not. That's still TBD. But if he is, then then he's a full go. If not, then you know you may want to go with another option. But listen, last week he had five receptions for 32 yards and two touchdowns with Troutman out. The Raiders are 28th in tight end adjusted fantasy points allowed. So it's a great matchup for him. He's only 3% rostered. So he's there if you need him. Uh, I do have a fourth bonus that. Uh, Ooh, I like yes. bonuses. Well, the reason he's a bonus is because he's technically over the uh, the roster ship. He's 42% rostered. So he doesn't technically count as a streamer, but I'm throwing him out there anyway because 42% is not a lot. So he's there uh, for some of you guys in your leagues. Irv Smith Jr. Playing Arizona, ridiculously soft against tight ends all year. So Irv Smith uh, coming off a bye, nice and rested. And uh, yeah, so he's kind of my bonus. He doesn't qualify, but I'm throwing him out there for those of you because he's probably uh, on a lot of leagues or on a lot of waiver wires. I'm shocked that he's available in that many leagues. Irv Smith, he's yeah, uh, I he's had a role in that offense. No, yeah, and I think possibly people dropped him because of the bye, uh, you know, last week. I don't, I don't know exactly what his roster ship uh, – has been, but I, I haven't seen him when I've been doing this every week. So I'm sure he was probably over, way over the limit at one point, And then the people probably dropped him for the buy, but yeah, he's got a fantastic matchup. So he's my bonus, but he's really my number one. If you know, if you're out there looking for a streamer. Sure. Sure. Uh, Daniel Duong uh, asked if Justin Fields is too scary to stream against Dallas uh, in case they can't get Danny dimes. Uh, Sal is crushing the answers. Our producer Sal is crushing answers in the chat right now. Uh, I'll just say that if you can't get Danny dimes, I don't have a problem with Justin Fields. Uh, the last few weeks they've got him out of the pocket, which has been an effective thing to do. Uh, and he's of course running, which is uh, always good for fantasy numbers. And, and then uh, I play IDP a lot, Stephen Smith. So uh, I'm definitely grabbing Deion Jones, especially with the injuries in Cleveland right now. I think Deion Jones is going to uh, to be a solid solid addition for you i'd probably drop pacheco i know pacheco's exciting and he's great but in redraft leagues right now i think that's going to continue to be a mess until clyde edwards alaire and jerk mckinnon are hurt and even if they're not hurt or even if they do get hurt pacheco probably good i love him i'm excited the chiefs throw they throw that's what they do so i'm not super super excited about anyone in that chiefs running game when clyde edwards alaire isn't isn't just running in touchdowns nick do you want to argue with me 
I mean, I, I like I like <laughs> stashing Pacheco, but I but it's nothing more than that. I mean, if uh, if if the C's part, then yeah, he has access to a massive workload. But the C's do have to part. It's if uh, if you don't have a great record, then you probably can't hold him. Yeah, I, I've got him in several dynasty leagues. I'm keeping him there. Uh, hard to pry him away from me there, but yeah, it's just redraft is tough. How about you, Jen? Are you uh, are you uh, I was trying to think of something glitchy, but I'm too sick apparently. But are you uh, kicking it out there for Pacheco? I do have, yeah, I grabbed him this week, uh, early Sunday morning in a couple leagues. I unfortunately played him over Foreman in two leagues, which was a mistake. Uh, but, you know, I did it. Um, I do want to add to the Deion Jones thing. I do not play IDP, but I do edit Mike Wollert's article every week. And I edit it this morning, and he was the poster guy on there because I had to go find nice. a picture of him. So to answer your question, Mike Wollert likes Deion Jones this week because he, uh, he was the header picture for that article of pickups. Yeah, and Stephen, if you don't follow Mike Wohler, Mike Wohler is uh, literally my favorite IDP guy. He's our IDP ranker at the site, under, uh, hashed, ugh, at Mike underscore Wohler on Twitter. Uh, he's also really nice, and if you DM him with questions, he will probably respond because he loves talking IDP. So, uh, Jen, let's talk kickers, all right? Is let's it a good or a bad week to stream kickers? It's a great week to stream kickers because a lot of people – basically, we had four really good kickers on a buy last week, and a lot of people dropped them. So there are good kickers available on the waiver wire uh, pretty widely. And so it's a good, it's a, it's a great week to stream kickers. Awesome. Uh, and I will, I, yeah, I will start with my number one um, is Jake Elliott. He is only 8% rostered, which is ridiculous, but the Eagles were on a buy. So people probably dropped him. Uh, so yeah, Jake Elliott versus Pittsburgh at home. He's well-rested. Uh, the Eagles are seven point favorites at home and they have the third highest implied team total of the week. It's 27 points. So Smash Elliott, if you can grab him, he's available in 92% of Yahoo leagues right now. He will not be after this week. So I'm noticing a weekly theme here with Jake Elliott, Jen. What do you mean? <laughs> I can't believe he's still on this. No, list. well, he the, wasn't. The roster ship is still low. Right. He was right. The, the first yep. couple of weeks, I kept saying, my, and then finally he got there. The bye week, now, right? Right. Now, bye week, he's back. Yep. Uh, second guy um, is you, you and I's uh, favorite or up there, Jason Sanders, our Dolphins. Um, He's on the road, which I don't usually love kickers, but it's a great matchup. Um, he's playing in Detroit. He's only 14% rostered. Uh, Miami has the second highest implied team total of the week at 27.50. Um, and they are three-point road favorites. So I feel like, you know, he actually had a good week last week. Let's keep it rolling with Sanders. I think that uh, that game, I mean, Detroit, you know, they give up a lot of points. So I think Sanders is a good option there. Uh, third guy I have is also a guy coming off a of bye, Greg Joseph. Uh, he is, they're playing Arizona at home. He is 18% rostered, uh, and they are two, just two and a half point favorites, but a, a 26.25 implied team total. So there should be a, you know, ample opportunity for Joseph to, uh, add to your roster there. And then I added a fourth this week, not necessarily a bonus, but I just threw him in there. Um, and that's Jason Myers. I mean, it's coming into the season, I, Denny Carter and I did an entire show about kickers to, to target. And, and literally we, we spent 10 minutes talking about how do not target Jason Myers. Cause Seattle was going to be horrible. <laughs> I mean, he's kicker three on the season. Like no one saw that coming. Well, no one saw any of Seattle coming, but kicker wise. Yeah. I mean, they're playing the giants. He's actually 33% rostered. So he's close to the limit, uh, but they're at home against the giants. They're three point favorites, 24 implied team total. So He's a good option there um, as well. So there's there's four pretty decent options. And there's actually more. I had to limit myself. You know I could talk about Kicker for a while. But uh, there's four good ones. I would listen to a weekly Kicker art, uh, kicker podcast with yeah. you and Denny Carter. I'm just saying. Yeah. So 
Nick, that Miami uh, Dolphins offense, right? I like Jason Sanders as well. I agree with Jen. I'm just curious. You know, we watched a tale of two halves, Miami against Pittsburgh. We've watched some really bad Dolphins uh, offense this year without Tua, some really good offense with Tua. Tua's back, uh, up and down game against Pittsburgh. What do you think of this Dolphins offense moving forward, uh, you know, assuming Tua stays behind center? I'm really excited about him this week, and I actually am going to uh, include both Jared Goff and Tua Tungavailoa in my uh, quarterback starts and sits article coming out tomorrow. Uh, The game's totaled, uh, I think it's 51 and a half points is the highest total on the slate. They're both top 12 uh, in a handful of leading efficiency metrics. So at least for this week, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And I like Mike McDaniel. I, me too. He's so much fun. He feels like the coach I would be if I had any ability, talent, or motivational skills. Like, yeah. <laughs> He's got that wonk mentality. Like, like nothing does better. I don't get rabble-roused very well, but, like, you come up with a PowerPoint that puts me to sleep, I'm going to walk out and be like, hire that guy. Like, that's just who I am. Uh, let's let's go to your defensive streamers. Uh, save me, Nick. I've been up and down all year as I do the, the defensive streamers each week. You do a much better job with your article weekly, so listeners should check out Nick's article at 444.com every week for the streaming options at defense. Who'd you come up with this week and bring to us, Nick? So, appreciate the kind words. Uh, the, the theme here is sort of targeting the quarterback. First team is the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, 27% ro- Yahoo roster shift. Uh, they're squaring up against the Denver Broncos. And we don't yet know who's going to be under center for the Broncos. It's either going to be a badly injured Russell Wilson, who's who's got a strained hamstring and a strained latissimus dorsi. I think it's on his throwing side, but it's kind of a disaster. Um, and then Brett Rippian, he's awfully bad. But what I like about Jacksonville, uh, so this week they showed up number five on 444's hot spot. Tool, uh, the Denver Broncos are allowing 10.1 fantasy points per game to opposing defense special teams units. Uh, Jacksonville, their their quarterback pressure rate is 20.2. It's kind of middle of the pack, but Josh Allen has been having a very good year. He's he's top seven in total quarterback pressures. And I think that Doug Peterson, uh, he's a smart coach, and I think that he's going to be sending Josh Allen right down the lane where Garrett Bowles used to be. Uh, Denver lost their left tackle to, I think it was after the, uh, the week five Indianapolis game. I think Allen should be able to take advantage of that. Um, and I've been very impressed with Jacksonville from a turnover perspective. They are top five in interceptions per drive with 0.12 and top and they're number eight with 0.15 total turnovers per drive. So I, I think that this is a matchup that they can take advantage of, uh, Wilson's, <laughs> Wilson's efficiency metrics are so bad. I, Two point five percent. It's so yeah. bad. It's and it's hugely disappointing because I'm I'm a massive Russell Wilson fan. Me too. Um, but so I generally try to avoid chasing uh, like low team uh, real life points scored because what we want are sacks and interceptions. But it's worth noting that Denver is bottom of the league in points per game at 15.2 and touchdowns per game and with 1.2. So I think regardless of whether it's Wilson or Brett Rippian under center, we, we can be excited about the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, second team on the list here, Indianapolis Colts versus Washington Commanders. Colts, the Indianapolis Colts have a 35% Yahoo roster rate. Colts front seven is injured, but Chris Ballard is good at accumulating uh, talented players and or, or at least like 
league starters. And that's what he's done with the front seven. So they've got 17 sacks on the year. That's 10th best in the NFL. And they might be getting back Shaquille Leonard, uh, three-time, how how do I say this? Fifth-year pro, three-time all-pro Shaq Leonard. He's coming off a concussion, broken nose, and then uh, back surgery. But if he's out there. Not to cut you off, are they getting Quiddy Pay back too? I don't, I, I don't know his status. Okay. That would be big. But uh, did he go down last week? A couple weeks ago, and then he missed okay. last week. So just okay. curious. Yeah, he would be a big boost to the pass rush. Um, but regardless, the Washington Commanders offensive line have lost three of their week one starters. Uh, they're, they're allowing a quarterback pressure rate of 23.4%, a seventh worst in the NFL. They're going to have Taylor Heineke under center. Heineke is a little bit mobile, but we can look at what he did last year. So among quarterbacks with 400 dropbacks in 2021, he was bottom 12 in touchdown rate, 4.1%, interception rate, 3.0%, and sack rate, 6.7%. And when I say bottom 12 in interception rate, I mean worst, uh, or one of the 12 worst. Uh, so I like that matchup overall. Um I think that Heineke, he, he could make things interesting, but he could also make things interesting just by throwing um, pick sixes. So I'm going <laughs> to skip the, uh, the, the final or the, the third defense I have on the list, because I, I think maybe the most fun one on here is the Carolina Panthers. They are rostered in only 3% of Yahoo leagues. They're part of my deep streaming picks section. They're playing the Atlanta Falcons. Carolina's defense is kind of the, the fantasy build of stars and scrubs. Uh, Their secondary has been very badly injured pretty much all year. Dante Jackson, ankle, uh, ankle twice, two ankle injuries, a hamstring strain. CJ Henderson has been in the concussion protocol, working through a knee injury as well. JC Horn has a ribs injury and a calf injury, or these are all things that they have been working through in the past or are currently dealing with now. But the important thing here is that all three of them, for the first time in a long time, logged full participant statuses last Friday. Now, I don't think Horn actually ended up playing in that one where he was limited, um, but this week could be the first time that the Panthers actually have their trio of uh, secondary starters. So we might learn more about this team with those guys out there. Brian Burns, we know that he's an absolute animal. Uh, he's top 10 in quarterback uh, pressure rate with 15 total. He's number 13 in the NFL in sacks with 5.0. Um, Marcus Mariota, this is not a high volume, uh, passing game, but when he is being called upon to, you know, uh, play, play quarterback and, and not run, uh, he is, he's taking sacks at a rate of 9.2%. That's second worst among 35 NFL quarterbacks with at least 100 dropbacks. And his 2.7 interception rate is bottom 10. Um, last week, you know, they only threw the ball 10 times and I think that Carolina can can just kind of get the job done, even if Arthur Smith continues to be a a run heavy offense. Interesting, very interesting. I like the theme here. You talked about pass rushing and getting to the quarterback with each of these teams. I I, I like that. I tend to do the same thing. I try to chase sacks a little bit. Uh, Trayvon Walker back in the sack column after uh, after a few week absence last week too, which is fun for that Jaguars defense. Uh, Jen, I wanted to ask you. Uh, obviously we're all targeting the Jaguars defense against uh, Denver, just as Nick recommended. Uh, how much has alcohol consumption increased in the city of Denver where you live uh, over the past month and a half? Is it, is it's it hard ugly, to find Brandon. it? Yeah. It's, it's ugly. Um, yeah. I mean, I can't even like sports radio around here, local, like it's, it's really bad. It's just, Oh, it's so, 
it's just that contract. Well, I look at that contract. I just go, oh, it's a lot of Denver. money. I mean, two hundred and fifty million dollars. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's a lot of money. It's um, like four years before they can reasonably get. And out the of thing it. is, it's like it's been this. It's just been the, this is what's been happening for years. Like, yep. I mean, since like after I mean, in between, you know, Elway and Manning, and then after Manning, it's just like this carousel of just horrible decisions you know brock osweiler paying him like it's just and then they they bring in these these coach you know coach after coach that isn't panning out either it's just been a really you know for a city and a team that that had this long legacy of winning for so long it's been so ugly in recent years and um yeah it's tough i mean you know i'm fortunate in that i i live here but i, I root for another team and so that uh <laughs> that helps my sanity a little um, less depression, that i wasn't yeah. I, yeah that i wasn't born and raised here but i have lived here for 20 years and, and it, it's it's tough i mean local, oh. you know people that it, it's very very difficult to kind of know the hole that they're in right now and that it's just not something that's going to be fixed anytime soon i mean they're oh. they're in, in a bad way um yeah I mean, both yeah. coach, quarterback, all of it. And the thing that's frustrating is there's a lot of talent on the team. It's yeah. just not. Yeah. Oh, look yep. at Chris. Chris is in the chat. Yeah. Chris says he prefers Nick over uh, over the other guy we usually have on the show. Uh, I will say they're both absolutely wonderful. And I appreciate both of their time there uh, are, every time they join us. Before we go, guys, I, I just happen to notice there are a couple defensive questions in the chat. If Nick if you want to answer them real quick. I know I, I saw them real quick. Um, Someone yeah. wants to know uh Colts over Jets yeah Colts yeah that's a good one but yes Colts over Jets for me oh really I would really the Jets against the uh Jets against the Patriots like would you really would you you'd stick with the Colts it depends on which version of like of Bailey Zappi yeah. or Mac Jones we get yeah. uh and I I'm a sucker for Tyquan Thornton and what he brings to the offense okay uh, yeah Okay, fun, fun. I like that a lot. Um, <laughs> there was one more at the top, real quick. It was just they want they wanted to know Jags or Indy. So I assume you'd go Jags, right? I mean, Jags. I would. Yeah, they're yeah. at the top of the list. Okay, I just wanted to throw that out there because it was one of the first questions in the uh, in here right when we started, and I didn't want to ignore that person. Oh, I'm sorry, George. I did completely overlook that question. Thank you, Jen, for keeping me honest. Also, shout out to Tom Sturdivant for joining us. Uh, agree on dropping the Packers D and. Uh, Nice to see you know Tom what they joined. served well, Tom, this week because I picked them up last week and um, I'm going to be happily dropping them with you. But uh, they were great this week. They had they actually had two pick sixes, but one was called back. Um, they, they were great this week, at least. I mean, considering Jen, I'm going to ask you, uh, I got a Twitter question from at Bonafide 724. Uh, if you have Gerald Everett, are you dropping Kyle Pitts in a 10 team half PPR? <sighs> um, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. At this point, I don't know. A 10 team, like, I just don't know. I don't know. I, listen, I'm in the same boat. I actually have him um, in a 12 team. And you? I don't, I, well, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I was, it's funny. I was talking to Justin earlier about it because I was anti culpits the entire summer. I wrote about him. And then in my home league, he fell and I bit. Like, and I don't, I have no, I have over 100 best ball leagues and I have zero shares, but I took him in my home league because I, I, I just, I, I fell for it, you know? Um, and I'm and I'm in trouble because I don't have, you know, and I keep trotting him out every week because you can't drop him and you can't trade him. Um, but in a 10 team league, I don't know. I mean, at this point, sure. Get rid of it. I mean, this offense is not showing us that they're going to do anything different. They were down 21 points and did not throw the ball. Like what? I mean, what is it going to take? Like, you know, whether there's people there enabling and no one's being like, hey, like no one's stepping up and being like, we need to switch this. Like what's good. 
It's just all of us, you know, little, you know, armchair quarterbacks are sitting home going, what are you people doing? But they're not, you know, so I don't know. I think in a 10 seed league, I mean, we're halfway through the season at this point or the fantasy regular season. I don't think he's all of a sudden going to come out and, you know, light it up. So sure. I mean, go ahead, drop him. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, any hopes for the Atlanta offense moving forward? Well, I, I hadn't even considered that someone in the organization might tell Arthur Smith to cut it out. Uh, so that <laughs> offered a moment of, of hope for me. I, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of Drake London. I'm a big fan of Kyle Pitts. Uh, and I was even a big fan of, of Arthur Smith. Um, I think what makes Pitts unique in terms of dropping him or trying to trade him is that this onesie position carries some amount of inherent value where you might be able to convince someone to give you something for him um, instead of cutting him. But if no one bites, like, yeah, may, maybe a 10 team, you do have to just let him go. Okay. Okay. I, I agree. I think at this point, um, it's not an easy decision. Cause yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've wrestled with it every week for the last five weeks or whatever, so, you know, and I'm, I think this week I may, I mean, I've just been, I haven't picked up another per, you know, I just keep rolling them out there, but I think this week I'm going to make a claim and actually pick up someone else. I don't think I'm going to drop hits. I think I'll keep him and then start someone else for now, but I don't know. I'm not really yeah. sure what I'm going to do. I want yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Nick. The, the guy that I measure everybody against is Taysom Hill. Like, am I willing to get a donut or a 20-point outing? Like, that, that's how I measure, like, whether or not I want to keep uh, a tight end on my roster. I, I like that. I like the Taysom Hill conundrum. I like that. It's, it's Sal, our producer Sal will enjoy that. Uh, Zachary Hughes got a question real quick. Uh, 12-man PPR redraft. Uh, I'm assuming this is a trade question. Leonard Fournette, Rashad White, and Debo, or Devontae Adams and James Conner. Uh, obviously, I, I like both those receivers in that deal. I probably like Devontae better, so that's the side I would like. But what do you think, Nick? So I was watching uh, the uh, initial eval podcast that 444's Adam Hutchison does, and he he brought up the fact that Debo is dealing with a hamstring strain right now. Uh, Debo has a, a history of soft tissue injuries. It, it could be mild, but in some cases with wide receivers, I believe that injury can last. Uh, I'm actually, I've got it up. I actually, I always have uh, his injury index pulled up because it's phenomenal. Yeah, Adam's, Adam's awesome. the best. He is the best. Uh, so among wide receivers, hamstring strains, uh, man, that's bad. Uh, 2.6 games average missed with for hamstring strain to that Ooh. position so if we get any clarity on that you might want to pull the trigger but like i'm pretty low on james connor in if we're just talking pure talent i prefer the bucks debo side to the Devonte adams james connors oh okay jen uh it sounds like nick and i differ a little bit but uh your thoughts uh, it's tough because there's there's kind of like you know uh landmines in, in both really like you said i mean it's you know connor i mean he's really hasn't done much as far as shown us that he's going to be healthy anytime soon and the other side i mean fournette and rashad white are kind of the same not the same boat but the same person ish so um yeah i don't know that that's a tough one for me i, I don't know that i would do uh I, I just like Devontae Adams so much. It makes me feel like. Yeah, I I, and I do too. But yeah. I feel like, you know, if you're trading like Fournette and, and Rashad White, it's like you're not, you're obviously not going to play them both. So it's it's a one position. That's what I meant by that. I, I My words kind of all jumbled. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know if I would make that trade, to be honest. I don't like either side. How about that? Can I, I know, right? <laughs> I like that. I, I'm good with that. Just just throw them both up. Yeah, uh, like let's it. talk. Let's talk. We got a question from our Discord channel. Uh, I want to bring this up. We've got a little bit of time before Nick needs to jet. Nick, just flag me if I'm uh, holding you up a little bit too long. Uh, so there's a league dispute. I'm going to summarize this real quick. Basically, uh, there's a team that had a stacked bench and basically held a player hostage against another team on a Monday night. Uh, who had a player that that was questionable, right? So, uh, you know, the team had a questionable player, and they were like, hey, I'll trade you his backup, uh, you know, holding him hostage or something like that. So um, is that fair play, basically? Um, I think it's very fair and very smart and also kind of a crappy thing to do. So it's really <laughs> it's really up to you how you do it. Like, I, I'm in a league with uh, where waivers happen to where 12 hours it takes 12 hours for a waiver and so you can't pick somebody up at the last minute you just can't so you have to if you have a last minute injury and you need to pick someone up you can't do it you have to do it saturday right and it's an open waiver so if somebody goes in and ups the bid on someone you bid on it resets it the 12 hours right so um so i had somebody i needed a defensive tackle and uh i i, I had a last minute personal reason the guy was out and I, I didn't have enough defensive tackles on there, right? And uh, so I, I I needed one. I, I put him in on Saturday. The person I was up against that week waited until the last minute and then clicked up, bid up $1 on it. And uh, and then I had took a zero at defensive tackle. Very fair. Uh, crappy thing to do, but very fair. I, I can't really do anything. So, I you know, I, I think, is it a good thing in a league? Probably not. But is it is it bad or heinous or wrong or dirty? I, I don't know. I, I think I'm okay with it. What do you think, Nick? I think, yeah, you, you have to let people run their teams how they want to. And if that means that they're going to, like, burn a friendship for a month, then that's that. I, I, I rarely like to intervene in, you know, if yep. I'm managing a league. I, I tend to feel the same way. Um, and then uh, let's do this. I got one more uh, kicker question for you, Jen, before we go. Uh, Daniel Duong says, uh, do we like Jake Elliott more than Brett Maher against Chicago this week? Uh, yeah, actually. I mean, they're close. They're, they're not, you know, too far off. They're, they're, they're both, both teams are favored. Both teams have decent implied team totals. Both teams are at home. So um, I, I like Elliott by a hair. I think, I think Mara is fine though. If, if you can't get Elliott, but uh, if I had to literally pick one, yeah, Elliott. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, thank you, Nick and Jen. Always a pleasure. Nick, any final thoughts before we go? Anything you want to plug? Uh, I will just, yeah, two quick things. One, uh, Philadelphia defense should be owned in a hundred percent of leagues right now. Their roster rates like 79% on Yahoo. And obviously that's super high, but they, they're top five, both in total points and uh, average points per week. And the second thing was, I just wanted to, to, uh, shout out Adam Hutchison because his injury index, I, I think is one of the most valuable resources that I've seen like come out for the 2022 season. I use it nearly every day. Um, and it, it is, it is fantastic. So props, props to Adam. Yeah, we love Adam. We couldn't agree more. Uh, listeners, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Follow us on Twitter at the Monday Mommy and at Nick Bodiford NFL and at Two Guys Brandon. A heads up tomorrow, I'll be live at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with Alex Corp for a full trade episode. We'll literally be there. To, yeah, we will literally be there to dissect and discuss your fantasy trades. So tune in, ask a question. <laughs> 
Ask a question in the chat. I almost coughed. Almost we almost made it. Almost made it without a coughing fit. We'll see. Uh, ask a question in the chat. If you don't, we won't have anything to talk about. And then I will just talk about some nonsense. And nobody wants that. So uh, thank you so much for checking, checking this out. Have a good day. <laughs>